Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your co-hosts Teague Benwick and Steve Lurkwood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. I'm your host, Teague Fenwick, coming to you from Holden. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Steve Lurkwin, from Waterloo, I should say. Steve, great to be here. (laughs) Pumped to be here, as always, man. I love doing these weekly recaps. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to go through all the results and talk about kids, find the great storylines. It's good stuff. Yeah, Steve, I know uh, last week, uh, last week, definitely a jam-packed weekend. Uh, this this week, not as, not as many tournaments, but, um, you know, as as we'll get into, uh, they're like team race-wise. So, you know, we look at team races, we look at individuals and matches that we like, and usually if something's lacking in one area, they more than make up for it in another area. While there wasn't a lot of on the team race end, the finals matches that we saw in some places was absolutely ridiculous. Pretty good stuff. So, uh, yeah, loaded finals slate, wherever people went this weekend, they were uh, treated to a lot of good, a lot of good matches or, you know, even brackets throughout, but especially uh, near the end of the tournament, I guess uh, just a couple of uh, Thursday tidbits here. Oh, okay. Actually, before we do our uh, wrestling stuff or wrestling results stuff, uh, just a couple of things, uh, Ward, a couple podcasts ago, but we forgot to, Thank the Rodriguez family from Bigfoot Williams Bay for uh, sending us some Bigfoot merch. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. I know we missed two podcasts with it. So those are pretty, those are pretty cool. Pretty nice shirts. It fits nice. Uh, shout out to them. We we appreciate the support. And uh, folks, if you have merch out there, then uh, you know, feel feel free to send it our way. We'll rep you on the show, give you a little shout out with it. We're I'm starting to rack up like where all I wear outside of work is like other other school shirts yeah are, are we groveling for shirts teague is that uh are we reaching too far or is that what okay do you to ask yeah, no no i love it i, I mean if, if, if people <laughs> think i'm groveling then they just don't send me a shirt that's it i'm not yeah, that's right that, yeah. i'm not like low uh, on shirts in general i'm not begging for them i just think it's cool yeah, my, having team merch my wife gets upset more and more when i bring other more wrestling t-shirts home i have like a stack they're stacked on my wall like my far part of my closet and it's up against the wall because it's by far my highest stack of any type of clothing. And that goes <laughs> extremely high. And I, to get to the top of it, I got to use a little stool stack, like a sandwich on Scooby-Doo um, sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and then also a uh, shout out uh, to uh, Mr. Uh, Jeff Machik of Kakana winning an NFHS coach of the year. Oh, well, yeah. no well earned. Oh, antique. We have to, uh, we have a coach that uh, achieved a dual meet milestone. That's right, Steve. Oh, yeah. We have a uh, Mr. John, John Keeneland of Whitnall Greendale winning. It was a dual of uh, 767 was the record breaker. Yeah. Well, 667, well, 666 was the record breaker. And then he got 677 that day as well. I don't know who was this against. I should have asked. I think it was uh, get on that right now. Oh, who the win was against. I mean, we have to be talking about their duel, yeah. right? Did we find it? On, was Yeah. But I, he beat uh, Bennett's of Wisconsin Rapids, I believe, had the old record. Yep, that was it. Well, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, Steve, uh, maybe do a little recon on which team that was. We'll see if we get a response here in the middle of the show. But... Uh, just running through a couple of uh, um, Thursday and Friday duels, I should say. But just 
couple duels that stuck out last week uh, and some flyaway action. Campbellsport did be Lomira 39 to 25. I uh, knew that was going to be a good duel coming in. Uh, Campbellsport, Steve, uh, still undefeated in the flyaway conference at 217 and 0. And then more action on the east side of the state. Cedar Grove, Belgium beats Random Lake 45 to 25. Uh, kind of gives me flashbacks to last year when uh, we picked Reedsville to make it to state. Reedsville beat Random Lake by a pretty good amount in the regular season. Random Lake came back in the postseason. But Steve, Cedar Grove, Belgium looks pretty good right now. Absolutely. Fun team. Fun team to watch. And then Steve, uh, usually we do Friday action last year, but uh, Friday night was fun for us. Uh, well, for the, for the most part, I would say, <laughs> but went to the Riverdale quad, went down to Muscaday. We each had about hour and a half hour, 40 trek there. And the plan was to stream it and had some technical <laughs> difficulties on, on our end. Riverdale did stuff. Uh, there was some stuff like with the connection. We thought there was, I don't know, some uh, electricity issue. I don't know, but they 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 did everything they could to troubleshoot stuff on their end. And I had to go to Walmart to get a piece in Richland Center. I drove about fifteen minutes away, missed most of the first duel, and came back. And the piece did not work. <laughs> and I apologize to to the folks that uh, were anticipating on watching that, but. Yeah, it, it was a learning experience for us. Steve, we did get a chance, though, I guess. Uh, but then he's the worst case for us is that we got to just sit back and watch some good wrestling and eat very good popcorn, by the way. <laughs> Great popcorn. Awesome bratwurst I had. I uh, got something else there. T, I tell you, um, something that just gets missed out is that part of the state is just beautiful, right? The ride down there as I was heading down to Muscaday, Riverdale High School, and uh, just driving along the river, the sun setting, setting. I was just, I spent most of my time looking out the window and just enjoying the atmosphere and realizing that, hey, I almost ran off the road a couple times. But I've never got, I've just heard legendary stories about those duels between the teams in the southwest part of the state, Venom War, Riverdale, Mineral Point, right? And uh, Iowa Grant. Now, just to be part of it was a fantastic atmosphere. Uh, uh, just great people, uh, fun to talk to, fun to see. We got to sit by the Sullivan's Teague, right? And, uh, Borrowed a phone charger. I think that was Mrs. Sullivan. I'm not quite sure. Um, I forgot to. I forgot to it, ask specifically. It was not. I for, I forgot who. It, I forgot who it was. But a very nice lady from Mineral Point. Love the Mineral Point <laughs> folks. Yeah, I mean, Mrs. Sullivan was sitting in front of us, and Mister was to the to the left, and uh, got to see, sit next to uh, Deke, the Aquinas coach. Right. I mean, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. It was just a who's who and D three southwestern uh, part of the state for wrestling. And uh, I just had a lot of fun, bud. Oh yeah, and, and the wrestling itself was great. Standings wise, uh, Fenimore went three and zero, oh, and man, Fenimore, uh, you know, we had a lot of good, we have a lot of good things to say about these other three teams. Fenimore had a pretty dominant night. Steve Iowa Grant Highland was two and one. Mineral Point was one and two. Riverdale uh, went zero oh and three on the night. But uh, you know, against that type of competition, I think that's uh, that's totally okay. Iowa Grant Highland and Mineral Point, probably maybe the best duel of the night. I would say, Steve. Uh, IGH was up what like it was 30 to six or something like that. They were up uh, a pretty large amount of mineral point with their lower weights just came out roaring back in and uh, Iowa Grand Island uh, pulled away. I think it was a uh, Biba that got the clinching win at at 132. But like you said, even uh, even if duels were out of hand, a uh, lot of a lot of like individual matches were just both sides of the crowd were getting into it. I think a couple matches that stuck out, uh, Amron Nutter versus Hunter Stevens. 
went to ultimate tiebreaker in the first round, started off on an absolutely electric note. And uh, Ashton Misa versus uh, Tristan Stelt was a pretty solid match as well. Stelt came out on top of that one. And uh, Lucas Sullivan of Mineral Point beat up Reckon Minch of Fenimore. Those are just a few matches out of out of many that were that were great that were wrestled that night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. I just it was it was good. I mean, even when you said the 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 technology didn't work, I mean, obviously, I I hope people weren't disappointed. I didn't even care. I just got to sit back and like, man, we get to just enjoy wrestling, and it, it was so much fun. It was uh, it was a good time. Hoping to make our way back. Hopefully, we get invited back next year. That's the <laughs> that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> But I uh, moving on to uh, oh, T. Can I jump in quick? Yeah, I, I got. I have an update for Coach uh, for Coach's six hundred. His uh, and this is from Brian Majewski. I hope I'm saying Brian's last name. I just messaged him out. He was the one that informed us of the record. And uh, six seventy six for Coach was against Green Bay Preble, and then six seventy seven was against Kenosha Bradford for the for the history making dual wins. That's a lot of dual wins, Steve. <laughs> yeah. And John Quinlan, man, we had him on the uh, podcast for the sectional preview. Was that two years ago, Teague? It was. Yeah. You know, now we got to have him on again. Ask him. Ask him to power rank all his dual wins. Yeah, I wonder how. I, I want to do the math, right? How many years has he been coaching? Is it? I mean, I guess Teague thirty-five. It's close take to about one. twenty wins a year. Just thinking off the top of my head. That's a lot. <laughs> Well, Steve, real quick, uh, some out-of-state action. Uh, the OPRF invite, I believe, in Illinois. Arrowhead was third there with three champions. The Denver duels in Iowa. Fenimore uh, went down to Iowa and had another undefeated day with some uh, good duels there. The East Ridge Ruckus in Minnesota. Baldwin-Woodville was third with a champion. Menominee was sixth with a couple of runner-ups. And uh, Ellsworth finished seventh with uh, two champions. The Hutch Varsity invite, uh, Amory and Somerset both went there. Amory finished fourth with a champion and a three runner-ups. Somerset was 10th. Uh, the Loiters invite, and oh, man, I've, I think that was Illinois. Milton uh, finished 10th at that tournament, and uh, Tyson Peach, Aiden Sinclair both uh, finished first. And then, uh, see, this one was pretty interesting when it came up. Uh and pretty cool, I'd say as well. Uh, the 2022-2023 NCASB wrestling uh, event. So uh, Everett Alms placed third at heavyweight. Uh, wrestles for the Wisconsin School of Blind and Visually Impaired. Oh. Didn't know they had a wrestler on their squad, but yeah, they made the trip down. Uh, I think it was uh, to Tennessee or Kentucky. And uh, yeah, Everett Everett repping Wisconsin well there. Oh, that's awesome. Good. I'm, I'm glad you found that, man. That's good. I looked up, uh, you said Bob Lutis tournament where uh, Milton was, and that's uh, Clinton, yep. Iowa was where that was. Oh, there. okay, yeah. So a couple a couple of Iowa tournaments there. Yeah, I, I just have to, has Ellsworth wrestled in state tournament yet? <laughs> how many? Ellsworth, in, yeah. How many? I think I think one or two, right? <laughs> Maybe, right? They, they like yeah, to, every week. Every week they seem to be out of state. <laughs> they like to travel uh, across the Mississippi. <laughs> Cheaper gas over there. Well, Steve, first couple of tournaments we'll cover uh, the tournaments that we were at. Um, first, uh, I went to the Sparta invite me and my, uh, we had a little trio of a commentary team there that day. Uh, me, John Mackey was back on the mic. And then uh, my friend Jared Boone was in town for the weekend. Uh, his old school, Nielsville Greenwood Loyal wrestled there. And uh, 
Jared was going to be our cameraman. Uh, John was away when we started. I'm like, well, hop on the bike, man. So I got to, nice. yeah, talk some wrestling as well. It was good to have that three man rotation there. And you now Moss, it's always fun seeing Moss in there. There's something about seeing the old alma mater. I think uh, my favorite part about the Sparta Invitational, and I'll get to the wrestling real quick, but uh, the the Zerflu the Zerflu family. Oh, try saying that five times fast. Uh, Not a chance. They uh, Scott and his son uh, Tristan made an appearance in in the press box, and uh, Scott Zerflu was the old JV coach at Sparta, and he was. Uh, if I wrote a book about like my JV coaching career, I, I wouldn't be able to write it without Scott. I remember my first year coaching Sparta absolutely killed us. I'm like, man, I just want to beat these guys so bad, but gosh, their coach is like just such a good dude too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, It's one of those where you have a rivalry, but I just had a lot of respect for the guy. And I like talking to him and picking his brain and just being able to see him again. And I'll just, uh, this guy did a lot of good things for the sport. I'm really glad I got to see it. Definitely was a good nostalgia hit for me. If you, if you happen to be listening to this. So I, I really appreciated that part of the day seeing Scott, um, Looking at the top five teams at the Sparta Invitational, Nielsville Greenwood Loyal was fifth with 127 and a half. Sparta was fourth with 168. Reedsburg third with 199 and a half. Marshfield was second with 200 and a half. And uh, Holman won with 244 and a half points, Steve. Uh, the interesting thing is uh, Marshfield, I believe they ended up with uh, four champions and uh, Holman had one champion on the day. So just a, a well-rounded performance by the Vikings wow. and, you know, another, another fun little preview for uh two teams that might match up at team sectionals. Who Who was that? One champ. Um, was the, it was uh Preston Craddeville okay. at one thirty-eight. Yep. Also uh Marshfield beat Reedsburg by one point for second. That was a fun, uh, that was a fun team race throughout the wow. day. Yeah. And, and I saw that uh, Marshfield did not have, who was the, the 82 pounder? Was not in the lineup. Is that correct? Did you say that already? Owen Griesbach, uh, he got hurt during warmups. Don't okay. know, don't know the severity of it, but yeah, he was he was out. So I'm sending my best wishes to uh, Mr. Griesbach. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, a couple a uh, couple of weight classes from that one. Uh, Marshfield freshman John Sternweiss beat a uh, trainer curtain of Reedsburg five to three at 106 pounds. Sternweiss just had himself a really solid day and. It, Another another Marshfield guy where you you, know, you think maybe at some point they'll uh, might hit a downturn, but got to you know of course have a good freshman who's uh, seems to be coming into form at the end of the year. Hundred twenty six pounds, uh, Luke Dukes, who relatively removed from injuries, nineteen and zero on the year from uh, NGL. Pin Turner Campbell from Holman in a one twenty two just uh, looked absolutely dominant on the day in one of the deeper brackets at the tournament, and then. Uh, at heavyweight, Steve, it was during commentary. It was a lot of fun doing the commentary on uh, in the finals. There was a lot of, you know, matches that maybe didn't end with a close finish or whatnot. And I was like, man, where's that one moment where we can just like blow it up. And uh, yeah, Hayden's wife and Adrian Kruger put on a classic for the folks last match of the day. Uh, Kruger was down a uh, six to four and he just kept trying to find a way to take down Zweifel, who they're both great athletes. Zweifel is stopping almost everything. And, Kruger eventually blast doubles them almost right to his back and ties things up with like 15 seconds left. And then Zweifel gets an escape with a few seconds left. And I thought I was going to go the day without losing my voice. And the two heavies uh, managed to prove me wrong in the midnight hour, Steve. So 
and us Weipel huh. won it, won won the home tournament. So that's always that's always a nice. fun thing too for a wrestler. Teague, I was sitting there. Uh, I had your sound on. Got it down a little bit, but I had my computer open as I was sitting mat side by the finals of the TKO. And uh, all I heard, I heard some yelling and screaming going on from you guys doing something, but I couldn't look because intensity was happening right in front of me, and there's no way I could peel it up, peel away for it to check out what it was. But that was uh, that was fun. Maybe that was the match where you guys were yelling yelling about. It was uh, it was near the end of the day. Yeah, there was a uh, it was it was a fun day overall. Steve, uh, real quick before we, uh, I'll give the top five teams from the TKO, and then you want to run away with just how your experience was there uh just want to just want to say quick on the tko picks wise i uh i won nine to four yeah. might have i think that might be the most lopsided result in picks history yeah we've ever had right i mean blind I just, squirrel gets a nod every once in a while right that's fair yeah no <laughs> last year was year year it seems to be uh i think things are swinging more in my favor now but top five teams real quick at the terry kramer open in fort uh, Sun Prairie fifth with 237, a Lomira fourth with 241, Kenosha Tremper third with 243, Iowa Grant was second with 352 and a half, and Prairie Duchene, uh, who seemed, uh, like you said, the coach seemed to be, be getting pretty cozy in the finals chair. They won it with a 431 and a half points. But, uh, yeah, let's hear about your day at the TKO, Steve. No, you're absolutely right. The Prairie Duchene coach was just, uh, I, I just kept. He was sitting right to my right about five, six feet away. And I just thought, man, that guy's never getting up. Uh, yeah, a lot of intensity going on. Uh, the the 120-pound match, if people saw the box war, I won't elaborate too much on it other than just to say that uh, Mason Hurd uh, over Hudson Halter. Halter was winning, I want to say, eight to nothing or eight to zero going into the uh, third. And it was um, too many stalls. So um, it was it was a stall out for that victory there. Uh, 126 pounds. He, you know, we got to see him the night before and shout out to Iowa Grant. I mean, they were at uh, Riverdale High School or Riverdale School for probably at least past 10 o'clock. And then they had, an, they had a two hour trek east to, to Fort Atkinson and wrestled and just did a great job finishing second in the tournament. But Stevens, 126 pounds, um, you know, the freshman, I'm just going to say great poise for a freshman. Jackson, uh, Irie Jackson was in very intense, wrestled a really good first couple periods, very tactical. And, uh, but Stevens just, just, uh, endured, right. And, and really, I think his gas tank was bigger and was able to, uh, take the third frame, uh, 138 pounds. See, here's what I got as far as this. I mean, these two guys, Rhett Kane and Koenig and Owen Seffrud have wrestled a long time and it came down to ultimate tiebreaker, two ultimate tiebreakers that I got to watch in as many days in two days. Right. And, uh, Owen Seffrud is, is just a beast of a sophomore. And I just love uh, both these guys have a great character. Owen Seffrud, after he lost, you could just, it's its funny, someone commented after I posted and just said, hey, this is the way you lose, right? You just, you you get up, you shake hands, and you get off the mat, and you battle for the next day. And I got to watch his face up close, and he's going to be a, he's going to be a beast, man. He already is, but he's going to be a dominant kid in the in the future. And and uh, he and Rhett Koenig are not done yet, right? And, but uh, Rhett as well. I mean, I won't say specifically, but I called Rhett over, and he had some, there was something that happened that I noticed wasn't wrestling related at all. And I just looked and called him over and I said, Rhett, you know, I don't know you outside of wrestling. I mean, oh, you're a three-time state champ. You're really good on the mat. But I said, I told him about what happened that I saw and I pulled him over and I kind of, you know, pat him on the chest or whatever. And I said, hey, you're, man, you're a good dude. You got some good character. Keep it up, bud. So, um, just some, good uh, stuff, just man. some things there. 
Yeah, it was pretty neat. It was just, you know, it's like when, when you, when you know, kids are really good athletes, you really like to see when they have awesome, that they're awesome human beings as well. So it really, uh, puts your faith in humanity pretty I'm well, watching so. the video again now a plus reactions by both of them <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was really good so um you know I'm just gonna talk about real quick two other matches there was a lot of good ones but 170 pounds was uh this is a really good one Aiden Warden uh, I I don't know I think the team wise they made a decision he's up wrestle 160 all year he's been wrestling 170 the past couple uh past couple matches and tournaments he did you know Brogan was a big, big kid but not too much of a size advantage on him and Aiden Warren was up four to two going into the third and got a stall call point and it was four three and Brogan Brewer with literally no time on the clock uh, took Aiden Warren down and and won that uh, won that final and Teague how do how do we not mention heavyweight right Jackson Mankowski the manchild versus Nolan the freight train Vils and uh, you know pretty intense but Mankowski was up eight to nothing and then he got the fall so it's kind of neat that uh, a friend of mine sent me a picture got those two to pose post together after and send it to me. So um, a couple of good dudes as well. They're good sports. See, as I'll point out, I uh, give respect to the old weight class, 182, a little two to one battle there. Kind of a pitcher's duel between Grant Sorg and uh, Bryce Lenzendorf. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, you, you look at, you look at that tournament, still a uh, pretty strong. I know a couple teams dropped out, but seems like we both had pretty good Saturdays, Steve-O. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I just I plunked myself Matt side and for the championship and just watching. Uh, oh, as far as the team race goes, I don't think you need to say the top five, but uh, pretty Sheen ran away with it, and they're pretty good. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right, moving on now to uh, the Craig Belcher invite. Uh, the boys and girls. I know uh, team score wise, they are uh, mixed. They have uh, those intermingled, so. I know uh, the girls' side, uh, the Reagan girls finished first with 157 points. And then I believe next was the Martin Luther girls with 85, just finishing ahead of Muskego, who had 83. And then uh, the Wisco Lutheran girls had 76. And Whitnall Greendale was uh, fifth on the ladies' side with uh, 62 points. And on the boys' side, top five teams, Cedarburg was fifth with 176. Martin Luther fourth with 184. Menominee Falls third with 276. Brown Deer Mesmer Shorewood was second with 303. We're bringing them up at the top of the standings a lot, Steve. I might need to see what uh, regional or sectional they're in. But, uh, Waukesha South was uh, first with uh, 328 points. Yeah, did you do the? Uh, sorry, I was looking at notes. Did you do the girls' uh, team scores as well? Or I did boys and girls' team scores in one. Yeah, gotcha, yep. gotcha. Yeah, I, I just saw the top girls' team. Obviously, uh, Milwaukee, Ronald Reagan. Uh, Turner was right behind them. Teague, I think if my math was right, was eleven points. I you know you you're better able to pop that up. Uh, um, let me. I got it. Oh, whoops! I already went to results. Um. Reagan was wait, which one are you looking at? Sorry. Oh, just the top girls finishing team. I thought it was Milwaukee Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it was it was Ray. Oh, I did oh I missed the Turner girl. It was a short name. Sorry, Turner girls. Turner girls were second with 146. Okay, thank you for the correction there, Steve O. Well, it wasn't really a correction, it was just a little insight, but <laughs> that's why we got two brains on here. Well, kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of, right? Uh, hey, this I, I got four way classes to talk about. First one is the girls 185 pounds. Maybe pull it up. I want to make sure I got this right because it was in a 
uh, a round robin format, but really the championship was in round two. Kalen Geiger, uh, my my writing is not clear, but Muskego end up being the champ, won eight to seven over freshman Kayla Craig from Milwaukee, Ronald Reagan. That was a pretty tight, uh, uh, fun score. Like I said, ended up being the championship if I saw right, Teague. Well, Craig, uh, Craig ended up finishing third. She got pinned by Natalie uh, Grotchmayer, um in the second period, which was uh, Grotchmayer's second. Uh, she got her first two wins of the season today. Or, yeah, on this day, we ended up with day. the second place finish. And okay. uh, no, Craig, uh, you know, who finished third, if she got that win there, I think would have shaken up the standings a little bit there. Yeah, it's it's always hard to tell when you got those those uh, four four wrestlers going. And I can't tell, hey, does this person, but it, it was a really, I, out, of, out of all the scores in that bracket, that was the tightest one. So I, I locked onto it a little bit. Uh, on the boys' side, 120 pounds, Jimmy Wallenberg, Waukesha South, first kid Teague to go the distance with Koji, Koji Campbell. Score was three to one. So nice job. Nice job for him. Uh, and two other wrestlers I just want to point out Joe Beavers of Houston for Houston's for 26 and four, sophomore. I just keep mentioning him. He's on a terror this year. And 120, 182 pounds. Noah Holtzman, Oakfield senior, 26 and 10. And Teague, he will be fighting this offseason to become the first Oaks, uh, the Oakfield Oaks first state qualifier in a good number of years. So, um, you know, he's got the record to do it. And uh, down in that southeast sectional, and he's got to be one of those. He's definitely in the top three or four guys. So good luck to him. And Steve, a couple individual results that uh, stuck out to me on the girls' side. Uh, 126 pounds. This one was essentially the finals between uh Sydney Andrews of Turner and uh Rosemary Triggs of Whitefish Bay. But uh Andrews got the pin in 514. She was losing a four to two when she took down Triggs and Pinder. And I'm uh, guessing that was a throw of some sort. If I know uh know what knowing what I know about Turner. On uh, then 235, uh, round one for the ladies. So at 235, uh, Kate Reeg of Arrowhead did win it. I good luck finding someone to to stop her this year. But uh, Isabel Reeb of Wisconsin Lutheran uh, beat Faith Pritzloff uh, of Whitnall Greendale, wow. beat her seven to five in sudden victory. And that's a uh, Pritzloff, a very good wrestler. We've talked about her on the show before. I don't think we brought up Reeb. So uh, shout out to Reeb for the good win. Ended up finishing a second in that bracket. Okay. And I have a uh, one more note at. At 130, man, there's a lot of results to scroll through on this one. Oh, but a good matchup between Olivia Chavez of Muskego and Leah Lawrence of uh, Wisconsin Lutheran. Chavez won uh, the de facto championship match uh, five to four hmm. in in round two. So that's what I have for the ladies on the guy's side of things. Man, I got to find this one, Steve-O. Uh, <laughs> I think it was in, man, was it the last round? Last round of 160 pounds. It was a base. It was for first place. Damiano uh, Capellini of Madison West beat LaShawn Taylor of Martin Luther 22 to 11. Wow. <laughs> it was five to zero after the first Taylor came back. It was 11 to eight after the second, then uh 14 total points scored in the third. I think it was probably, if I had to guess how it went, probably a lot of 50, 50, like big move calls and uh Capolini just ended up with a couple more on his side of things. But you, you sure. know me, I love my high scoring matches. It was kind of hard to top that after, after this week, we both love them, man. That's, that's good stuff. 
Also got a little, uh, just a little fun fact from my uh, Jim, Jim Howard was uh, guy who we had on the show, former Oak Creek coach and a uh, good friend of the show. Uh, Craig Belcher invite named after a former, uh, um, former MPS coach. He coached, I think for different MPS schools throughout just like yeah. a little synopsis, but, uh, he, he was tutored under the guy who started the Stone program and, uh, he's, um, Jim called him the most generous man in Wisconsin wrestling. He'd buy a lot wow. of kids shoes, equipment, warmups, um, just did a lot of great things for the sport. And I you know, got a few other notes here, but I think, uh, think just knowing what he did as a good person. That's, uh, that's really yeah. what I wanted to get out there. That's good stuff. All right. I'm moving on to the St. Croix falls girls challenge. Let me uh, get this loaded up here. Uh, the one weight that I really liked that. So they didn't have team scores for this one. I think the thing that I really liked at this one, 132 pounds, a pretty good match between Aaliyah Jensen of St. Croix falls. So St. Michael Albertville brought their girls over Steve. Yeah. And uh, if, you know, I'm guessing their girls are probably just as tough of their tough as their guys. Sure. Uh, Aaliyah Jensen beat Kennedy O'Connell of uh, STMA 11 to nine in the final. So did a lot of good talk about uh, Minnesota teams the last few weeks. So nice to talk about a Wisconsin person getting a win over, over someone from, from Minnesota. Yeah. Also, if yeah. Al and Josh are listening to this, sorry guys, but you know, we gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta support our state. So that's, that's what right. we have for the, there was just a lot of dominant performances from there. And it was a, it was a pretty good tournament. It's a pretty full brackets in some spots as well. And the, and the SCF girls challenge. Yeah. And, uh, I was paging through and uh, you're right. There's a, it's it, like I said, it's always tough when they have the rounds. So you don't know, uh, not the true championship. Right. But, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good Minnesota teams, um, but I like I like the toughness of the brackets. Oh yeah, no, it, it's kind of weird because we're going in alphabetical order. Um, the girls was a uh, title as SCF, and then the guys was a uh, Saint Croix Falls. So we're actually going to be talking about the Shell Lake Challenge before we talk <laughs> about the the guys side of things here. It's just uh, how we keep things organized around here. Top five teams: Luck, Frederick, Grantsburg, Siren. Fifth with 195, New Richmond fourth with 216 and a half, Clear Lake third with 251 and a half, Hayward Northwood was second with 281, and a Regis Altuna winning it with 310 points. Yeah, Tiga, uh, Regis, uh, second place Hayward, right? Two teams that we love to talk about. 113 pounds, Deaglin O'Connell. Look that up. Am I going to, once again, I start writing my right, but Deaglin O'Connell. Regis Altoona, I'm getting the thumbs up. 34 seconds left. Got a reversal and three near fall to win it 12 to 10. Another high scoring affair. Come back from behind victory. Yeah, I had that. You know, I'm glad you looked in the box score on that one because I was uh, wondering what went down there. Uh, yeah, good, good match by uh, both those wrestlers in the finals. And then I had 170 pounds. Uh, Lucas DeJock of Luck Frederick Ranchburg Siren. In a close one with uh, Ethan Rubenzer of uh, Bloomer Colfax, it was a five to four match. What'd you say the final score of the one thirteen match was? Uh, Twelve to ten. Twelve to ten. Yep. Twenty two total points. Love it. It's yep. <laughs> probably why I put it down. Um, so that's what we got for the Shell Lake Challenge. Heading back over to the Saint to Saint Croix Falls for the guy side of things with the Saint Croix Falls Wrestling at Classic. 
Top five teams here, West Salem, Bangor, fifth with 134. Totino, Grace, Minnesota, fourth with 158. St. Croix Falls was third with 175. And then a couple of Minnesota teams at the top here with, uh, yeah, Princeton finished second and Stillwater won it with uh, 227 points. And Steve, uh, good luck finding one or two weight classes to talk about with this one. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's quite a few. I just, uh, I love that Kenosha St. Joseph's made the the trip. That's a pretty long, long drive. I mean, as far as the state goes, uh, bottom corner to corner, but uh, 106 pounds. Oh, just so we don't make any just, enemies on here, Steve, it was a Kenosha Christian life. What did I say? Kenosha St. Joseph's? Yeah, I did. Well, you're from good. Kenosha. <laughs> All right. Good. Thanks for the cover. I apologize. <laughs> but uh, just dominating this year, right? I mean, undefeated, pinning the finals in a, a minute and six seconds. Teague, I'm not going to take your thunder. Go ahead. You can you can interrupt. Talk to us about 126 pounds and the significance of that one. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, that's uh, I think it's fair that we start with this one. Ian Raddins of Glenwood City with a four to two win over uh, Dawson Johnson of Cumberland. I think we uh, I forgot if I got it or if uh, we got it on the podcast page. But uh, I guess uh, Raddins ended up uh, with a pretty tough ride out over Johnson in the third period to win it. But just uh, with Johnson beating Raddins a couple of years ago in the state finals. And then I think Johnson has beat Raddins twice this year. Yeah. Uh, just for, you know, we talked about, you kind of get to that point. You beat a guy three to five times. Do you have the mental on them? I think, uh, Ian Radden's throwing that theory out the window with a huge win there. And I'm guessing it was just a very, a very good wrestling match. Right. Right. Well, and, and we threw out as well. I mean, I don't know if you got any, anything back from it, but how many times have these kids wrestled in their high school or high school, but also, you know, growing up through youth. Um, I'm just going to, sh- and I, I found three different weight classes. I have a get... source. I have oh, a source do? that we could get the total number on that, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be roundabout, but I bet you it's, it's a lot. I mean, these guys have wrestled. seems like every tournament they go to, they wrestle each other. Um, I'm going to talk about three different guys here and they all happen to be from St. Croix falls. It's not a coincidence. I just think uh, it's pretty powerful. Caden Clark Clark of St. Croix falls at heart and 38. And then Griffin Markle, 145. I just think those two, uh, together are just getting better and better and better, uh, you know, wrestling with each other every single day at, in, in the practice room. And uh, Teague, I, I reached out to this one because I've never, this guy's never been on my radar, but here he is. Uh, Joel Petherbridge, if I'm saying his name right, of St. Croix Falls. He comes into the day, Teague, I, I think he was like, uh, I'm going to say 13 and, and 16, makes the finals and, and you know, ends up, uh, Oh, I, I think in the he made the final with a with a win by over a twenty five and nine guy, right? So he had a losing mm-hmm. record. He didn't. Uh, it wasn't just a weak weight class. He ended up getting there, battling, and uh, reached out to coach. Ends up finding that Rutherbridge or Petherbridge. I apologize. As a second year kid, played basketball his whole life. He's like six foot two, one heck of a mean cradle on the kid. And uh, his trajectory right now is only up. Hey, we love to love to see results like that, Steve O. Couple other uh, weight classes I had with this one. 113 pounds. I like Tommy Brown's tournament win there. I know uh, Wyatt Unzer, I uh, maybe a little upset by uh, Jackson Ref Snyder from Totino Grace, but Brown went in, beat a good wrestler, Levi Thompson from Pris- Princeton, and then uh, beat Ref Snyder in the finals 15 to 7. So good day by him. Uh, let's see. It talked about one, 138 a little bit, 145. Uh, Griffin Marco. 
Good three to one win over Troy Duelman of uh, Cornell Gilman Lake Holcomb. Sorry if I parroted you there. I was uh, doing a little recon on research. And then, uh, yes, yeah, Steve, you talked about St. Croix Falls, that heavyweight performance as well, the four to two victory. A lot of good heavyweight action this week. So <laughs> it's always always fun to see with the big guys. Right. On. That's what we uh, that's what we got for the St. Croix Falls wrestling classic. Moving on to uh, the girls at challenge series in Wausau West. So um, quick, quick answer on the Radins Johnson question. Uh, oh, six wow. or six or seven times in high school. Okay. Nothing in you. Nothing from youth though. Oh yeah. They also do train together at Crass. Okay. So um, probably have wrestled a thousand matches, like just probably, <laughs> probably total time wise. But yeah, Steve, the challenge series girls, this was definitely uh, the toughest year for it. Like just in terms of there were some 32 girl brackets in this one. Uh, they didn't have the team standing, which I really would have been. I really want to see what those final team standings were. Uh, just some weights here. A hundred pounds. Uh, Izzy Sonnenteg of Kadot continues. Her uh, her great uh, freshman, yeah, I think she's a freshman campaign. Uh, she pins Nora Lee in one forty five, but Lee actually got the first takedown in that one. I think they had a little back and forth, but Sonnenteg, I got to watch her match at Northern Badger on YouTube. He just seems like a really dangerous wrestler, so ends up getting the pin over Lee, going to one hundred twenty pounds. MJ Newman of Manitowoc Lincoln, give credit to her, gave Kaylin Kelly of Florence a run for her money. Uh, uh, Kelly ended up winning 10 to eight in that finals match. Wow. Uh, 145 was a pretty good bracket uh, at the top end. Haley Kruger of New London uh, beat Chloe LaRue eight to five. And uh, Kruger and uh, Evelyn Vetch of Holman were having a good match in the semifinals as well before Kruger got the pin. I still want to see because uh, relatively speak, I guess they're, I want to say they're relatively close, both Southwest Wisconsin ish. But uh, I still want to see an Evvetch LaRue match. I really hope that comes to fruition <laughs> at state. Uh, 185 pounds, a uh, good 2 0 match between Ella Creighton of Lake Geneva and Mercedes Coleman of New Holstein. Creighton ended up winning that one at 2 0. And then at uh, 235, Steve, uh, Madison Burns. Remember, we had a we had a listener who told us to, to watch out for her this year. And yep. uh, with the her match lasted 28 seconds in the finals. Wow. Yeah, I should. Wow. Uh, maybe I should have tracked her total uh, wrestling time real quick. But that's a. those are some of my. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Pin in seven seconds, pin in 39 seconds. So that's 46 total. 106. Yep. One minute, 14 seconds. She wrestled in three matches. Wow. We're going to have to start to uh, Teague. We're going to have to start comparing her times to who's on the mat more. Maybe at state between her and Koi Hopke. Maybe it'll be a race for that fastest, uh, fastest total pin time. The, the so. blink and you miss it award. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. it's good to see too, that, uh, um, you know, the girls, girls uh, wrestling around the States, just growing. You talked about 32, uh, girl brackets and, uh, that's awesome. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Before we move on to the cash and invite, uh, just again, from a trustworthy source. So, uh, no, uh, it can't, it's a no clue. The answer is no clue on how many times Rads and Johnson wrestled in youth. And I guess, uh, Ian, uh, Ian would, uh, get the best of him in youth and then things just kind of changed a little bit. So I think it's just, it's going to be an eternal back and forth, Steve. Right. 
Before we continue on with the podcast, I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about our sponsors. First up is Sports World. Sports World specializes in apparel and custom sublimation on quarter zips, warmups, and singlets. And that's not all. Sports World can help you with all your equipment needs. Headgear, knee pads, backpacks, mat tape, mat cleaner, mops, scorebooks, and wrestling mats. Along with equipment, Sports World is now offering low minimums on customized championship singlets and can also help you with your conference and state shirt with extremely low turnaround time. Travis Korth, Eric Rukoff, and Mark Farrell are your go-to guys when it comes to apparel. So check out the website link on our podcast description, give them a call, or email Travis at SportsWorld1.com to get started today. Next up is Fun Company Game Room Store. Located in downtown New Lisbon, Fun Company Game Room Store has everything you need to spruce up your home. They have pool tables, dartboards, and arcade games, perfect for a basement or a bar, along with all the accessories from dart tips to pool sticks. As for outdoor fun, they have a variety of hot tubs and Traeger grills to keep you warm this winter. Also sold are meat church and Traeger rubs, spices, sauces, and pellets. So head over to funcompanygameroomstore.com. If you let them know we sent you, you do get a free accessory with your first purchase. That's funcompanygameroomstore.com. The Fun Company Game Room Store is your one-stop shop for it all. We'd also like to welcome our newest sponsor, Ryan Woods of M3 Insurance. Most of you know Ryan Woods as Coach Woods, head coach at Oconomowoc High School. What many likely don't know is that Coach Woods has spent the last nine years in the insurance industry. Outside of mentoring his wrestlers and leading the Ocon Wrestling Program, he's a business development executive at M3 Insurance. Coach Woods focuses primarily on helping businesses in the areas of property and casualty, employee benefits, and financial services, such as 401k, life insurance, executive benefits, and wealth management. If you own or are a part of a business looking for consultation in any of these fields, reach out to Ryan at 262-402-8204. M3 Insurance is a top 50 U.S. privately held insurance organization with eight offices, Eau Claire, Fond du Lac, Green Bay, Kenosha, Madison, Milwaukee, Wausau, and Rockford, Illinois. And now back to the show. Now we got the Cash and Eagle invite, top five teams here. Nakusa Assumption, fifth with 87 Black River Falls fourth with 118 and a half. Royal Wani Walk third with 125. Madison East just edging them out with 127. And Cashton up first with 155. Teague, my wrestler of the tournament. Zoom in 195 pounds. Freshman Jack Schlesner of Cashton comes in without Teague. Get this. He's at a five and 14 record. He beats two guys with wins over 500 records to win the championship. And get this, buddy. He had all pins. Let's go. That's that's awesome for Mr. Schlesner. Love to see those guys. He got half of his wins in a tournament. No, that's uh, that's yeah. some good momentum for him heading into the back half of the year. Also, uh, team wise, real quick, Madison East getting second. Love to love to see that for yep. for East. Uh, I had a couple of matches here. Um, another Cashin wrestler, uh, Jack Schreier of Cashin, uh, winning a good five to two match over uh, Ryan McCoyick of. Hillsboro, that was five to two in the finals. And then at one of 38, Steve, uh, Jackson Bender of Royal Wani Walk Center, um, 
His closest match was 12 to three, but uh, he is a sophomore this year. Bender's a sophomore. Uh, Colin McKittrick's a junior and Gunnar Wopat is a senior. So just seems like Royal. It just has like a constant lineup. Like they're just always guaranteed to have like one really good wrestler. And it looks like uh, Bender's going to be the next one carrying the torch for that when McKittrick and Wopat leave. Right and uh, next tournament up here is the Herbert Tyler Invitational in Sheboygan, also yes. called Steve. The Sheboygan Herb Tyler? I don't know. what. what no, what's what Sheboygan also called? What's Sheboygan's nickname? I don't know, but I should know this. I'm kind of, kind of from the, that area. What is it? The Malibu of the Midwest. Oh, 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 my gosh. Nobody up by us calls it that. Well, I've heard it called that, so I'm going to stand by my statement. <laughs> <laughs> the Malibu. Until I get an angry message from a Sheboygan native. Um, <laughs> Top five teams here. Uh, Heel was fifth with 127. Uh, Random Lake fourth with 143 and a half. Uh, Seymour just edged them out with 145 and a half. Oshkosh West was second with 154 and a half. And Campbellsport uh, winning it with 171. So uh, capping off a pretty good week for uh, the Cougars. Teague, I'll let you take away because you have a note there about 120 pound. I didn't have anything for that. So why don't you take the 120 pound? One and then I'll go with my uh, three weight classes that I have that I have pegged. <laughs> I'll start with one twenty. I'll let you pick your three, Steve. I I was talking to someone about this earlier. If you had to choose a place to be for the finals, the Herb Tyler Invitational might have been the place to be. I think uh, seven matches. The seven that I brought up. Oh, uh, there was one I think that was just a good result, but then mm-hmm. six of them were decided by two points or less, and I think two or three were an ultimate tiebreaker. So let's uh, let's get to all of them. 120 pounds. Uh, my boy Rigoberto Taez of Oosberg, yes. uh losing a tough one to Mr. Jack Wendling of uh, Valders, uh, four to two. And it was a two to two, Steve, with 15 seconds left. Get this. Taez is riding Wendling. There's a stall call against Wendling. Six seconds later, he must have took what the ref called to heart because he gets a reversal with nine seconds left and uh, wins the <laughs> wins the championship at 120 pounds. <laughs> Taking it to heart, love it. Oh man, I'll match your 120. Just uh, just talking about 126 pounds. Our our boy, you keep talking about our our guys, but our boy Austin Blanchard, always one of the first ones to like our posts on Instagram. But uh, number two in Division Two, four to two over a non-ranked sophomore. Um, Edwin, Edwin Schrader. So, uh, watch out for that name, right? I mean, you, you take a guy that close, like a kid, like awesome Blanchard, uh, you, you're, you're definitely, um, your stock is on the rise, right? Teague. Um, but 145 <laughs> pounds. Oh, go ahead. What do you got? I'm just real quick on Blanchard. Um, well, also first Steve Austin Blanchard, AKA the, um, Haitian sensation. Let's go. Yes. yes. Yep. And yep. then, um, it, it seems like Blanchard is just guaranteed one really good match a week, whether it be a win or a loss, it seems we're bringing him up and it's not like, it's one of those, if he has an uneventful tournament, we might not talk about him, but he somehow seems to have a really good match every week. He seems to, uh, <laughs> how the, the way the tournaments shake out. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this guy I'm bringing up, not because his finals match was anything stellar, but uh, just giving a shout out to uh, Ian DeSellier. Uh, it bounces back from what was a really tough bi-state tournament, Teague, right? He had that first round loss, but he's 31-2, and two, which means his only loss, two losses came this year 
at the Bi-State Classic, but he pins 30 and three sophomore Connor Mentick of Lutzburg uh, in 55 seconds. So a uh, nice rebound for him. And, and Teague, I'll just make a comment that 195 pounds. I, I, I mean, Tom Thompson is a, is a great wrestler, but him beating M- Matthias was uh, it was just a, a surprise win for me. I thought Matthias was going to take that one. That's a, that's a signature win for sure. Correct. All right. The, the few other close matches that, that we had in this 152 pound stone Pomeroy of random Lake beat Nash Banco of Oostburg three to one 170 pounds, uh, Torin Vandenbush and man, Caden young, the, <laughs> this guy just always seems to be on the wrong end of finals matches. Uh, he lost uh five to three to Vandenbush and I will, I will celebrate openly on this show when young, uh, when young catches that tournament win for yeah. sure. Um, and, uh, let's see, jump into 220 pounds, Lucas lace gang of a Seymour, uh, beat Nelson Fournier of Oshkosh West and ultimate tiebreaker three to two. And then the heavies looking to, to top that performance, uh, Garth Martell of Oshkosh West, uh, beat a Diego Brandt of random Lake and ultimate tiebreaker three to two. So, you know what party on Garth. <laughs> nice good i like it T. so if you had a horse in the race at 145 and you left after that one you missed about five really quality finals matches at the herb tyler invitational uh, tournament is uh the monroe in from the herb tyler to the cheesemaker man here we go home of um, home of the giant cheesemaker that's right and you better say his nickname (laughs) when we get there (laughs) you you got it i'll take the team stuff if you want to talk some individuals i uh i will not forget anything (laughs) um top five teams at the monroe invite belmont platteville fifth with 124 and a half whitewater fourth with 140 monroe was third with 152 and a half Parkview Albany second with 156 and a uh, Janesville Parker was first with a uh, 212 and a half points. Teague, we keep talking about Janesville Parker, right? I mean, this is probably the third time this year we've talked about them as a team that eight in the finals, five champs. So uh, good for them. My one match I'm going to talk about 120 pounds, Danny Finley of Parkview Albany and, and uh, Nathaniel Peters of, of Janesville Parker. They're all knotted up in the third period. When Finley got a reversal with only seconds remaining to win seven to five. So nice job for him on his championship. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Dylan Weigel of Belmont Platteville, who uh, won a title at 126 pounds, got to watch him a couple times this year. So cool to see him catching a tournament win at a 170. Uh, Elijah Thurman of Janesville Parker and Owen Burling with a one point match. Uh, Thurman uh, beating uh, the Lake Mills freshman uh, three to two. In the finals, 182 pounds, Steve, I just had to put this one up there. I don't think anything. Well, it was seven to six going into the third, but uh, Cody Slater of Janesville Parker losing in the finals to a wrestler from Cuba City, Benton Southwestern with the last name Dinar. I don't know how I didn't pick that up before, but uh, Kale Dinar is about the the 400th Dinar running through this program. So... (laughs) Uh, it continues the family tradition of uh, winning tournaments, which are pretty strong in that family. And then Steve, yep. uh, 285 pounds, only at 51 seconds of mat time from Quesero Gigante himself, the giant cheesemaker, Isaac Bunker. 
Every time it gets me. I love it. Higanto <laughs> Jacero. Wait, how am I saying it? And hey, I still don't really hey, know how to say it. Jacero <laughs> Higante. Jacero Higante. Jacero Higante. Oh, good times. Oh God! I uh, John talked to me. I don't know. Like I just can't do any more nicknames now. I just think I might have hit my peak a little too early. I guess. <laughs> but oh man, the giant cheese maker. It, it, just uh, we're never gonna forget him just because of that. Now, aren't we? <laughs> That's right. We love it. Oh man, moving on to Arcadia, the Raider Challenge. Top five teams, um, Minnetonka, Minnesota was fifth with 359. Medford was fourth with 390. St. Croix Central third with 420 and a half. Uh, Kadal was second with 471 and a half. And uh, Melman, the GET winning it with 525. Just seems like they're really coming on at the right time. GET, man. <laughs> they're making us uh, eat our words. They're just echoing everywhere we go. It's like a... Uh, man, you didn't pick us, so we're going to prove you wrong. They're just <laughs> they're on fire. Uh, first place for them, Kadat, seven guys in the finals. They get five champions. And uh, just shout out for Gavin Rager. We posted it on our Instagram account and uh, Facebook. Got his 100th win this past weekend. And then, Steve, uh, you brought up Kadat's seven finalists. Uh, Cole Piper taking, uh, taking part in uh, the closest finals match here, uh, beating Logan Kawa of Medford uh, four to two in the finals at 160 pounds. Then Steve, uh, moving on to uh, one of our favorite name tournaments this weekend, but we got the Bark Memorial invite, yes. which took place at uh, Marquezan. Top five teams here. Westview was fifth with 131. Tomahawk was fourth with 154. Middleton third with 171 and a half. Amro was second with 177 and a half. And Marquezan was first with a 204 points. Couple of matches that I like from this one. Uh finals between Tucker Cobb of Marshall and Reese Miller of Middleton. Cobb ended up uh, winning that one is six to four. Then at 195 pounds, uh Jordan Perkins of a ripping beat a uh, Noah Hainfeld of Marquezan, took a little extra time to do it, but uh beat him in the beat him in the two tiebreaker periods, uh seven to five. That's some mm-hmm. of the action taking place at the bark. Nice. Now, uh, speaking of Bark, Steve, we're going to be talking about the Lumberjack invite in Wausau nice. East. Love me, the Lumberjack invite. You top bet. five top five teams here. Marathon fifth with 360 and a half. Appleton North Force with 373 and a half. Stratford third with 406 points. Crandon runner-ups with 417 points. Uh, Winnicott winning it with 461 and a half. And not to take away from Winnicott's championship performance, but... Uh, the thing that stuck out to me right away, Steve, Cranon getting wins over Marathon and Stratford. That's a huge, huge tournament for the Cardinals. Big time, buddy. We like all those teams, don't we? I mean, obviously, uh, Cranon, as we like to call it, team on the rise, and and Stratford already being there, right? But uh, yeah, that's a that's a fun tournament. I really like that Wausau East tournament, and, and we've talked about this team, Wausau East, another one of those teams that's in the in the valley, right? And uh, they're battling just to to catch up to some of those other teams and numbers wise and, and competition wise, they're doing a good job doing it. So uh, shout out to them. Um, 
I, I have two weight classes. I'm going to start with 220 and work my way down just to go a little bit different. Uh, uh, Brock Arntigue, I I've talked over and over and over again on how good I think Sloan Welch is. So this is not a knock on Sloan. Welch is a tank. I think he's going to, you know, 220 pounds is his in, in his division. But when Brock Arndt beat him seven to two, that just made my, you know, teeth hit the floor, Teague. I don't know if you had any uh, input on that one before I move on to my 132-pound weight class. I missed it. I saw seven to two. I didn't even think about the names. No. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I saw by your face. I thought you were freaking out a little bit. But, yeah, that was uh, no way. I mean, uh, um, Sloan Welch, right, the bi-state champion, and pretty handily. And here here Brock Arndt uh, takes him down. So, but my my only other weight class, Teague, just a loaded, loaded weight class, 132 pounds. Colton Weiler wins Auburndale uh, over Brecken Brzezinski. I think this is maybe the second, could even be the third time they've wrestled here, but it was by uh medical forfeit. So hopefully Brecken is okay. And uh, that doesn't affect his career. Teague, this is how good this weight class was, right? Elias Glinski uh, and, and Maddox Rye, Maddox Rye of Wausau East, uh, he ends up Maddox Ryan's winning set, a sudden victory two to nothing. And here's how good this weight class was, but I was really, lo- I was watching this one. I kept on, uh, going to this one. Oshkosh Lords was there. I was hoping to see Mason Ty- uh, Carpenter take on these guys. Uh, I hopefully, hopefully he's okay. But, uh, I was really looking forward to a possible, uh, Colton Weiler, Mason Carpenter matchup in that one. Hey Steve, we didn't have any overlap on this one, which uh, which which works out here. The match, the weight classes I had, um, five to two match. Uh, Derek Goddard of Auburndale, we know he's a good wrestler. Blake Underwood of a marathon, proven his worth yet again with a five to two victory for him at one hundred six, undefeated on the year right now, Steve. So maybe a little good uh, juju on wow. behalf of the Wisconsin wrestler podcast. Uh, probably also just uh hard work on the mat too, but shout out to Blake That's for true. a good tournament win there. And then uh, a couple of the middleweights here, 152 pounds. Uh, Jake Stoffel beat TJ Cheryl seven to one. Just uh, I'd say seven to one over Cheryl. Pretty good win for the Appleton North junior and 160 pounds. I would have loved to have seen this final. Kale Roth of Stevens Point beat Cole Shepard of Crandon, three to two in the finals. Now we got a well, not a dual tournament heavy weekend. I think this is our first dual tournament uh, that we. It's going to be mostly duels, I think, from here on out. Though, sure, we we got uh, the Zelinsky Memorial duels, which uh, I. Uh, Missed where that's taking place at. Give me one more. Out, out oh. Whitnall. Oh, yeah. Out Whitnall. Yeah. Whitnall Zelensky. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, while you're finding that, Teague, I'll just go my two results. Uh, Stoughton got its revenge on Wanakee. I think they lost. Was it earlier this week, Teague, or uh, maybe a week ago? I can't remember, but well, got the revenge. Um, 40, so I 45, think 45 34. Uh, Beaver Dam beat Stoughton last week. Yeah. But didn't Wanakee beat uh, Stoughton earlier in the year? Uh, Stoughton check, beat check Stoughton beat Wanakee. I think it might have been criteria. Okay, okay. but we could right. maybe see that in the postseason. Maybe we'll see. Maybe, maybe. Well, then they didn't get the revenge. They just beat them. So, um, and then <laughs> the other one I saw you had it down was Beaver Dam uh, beats Franklin by one. Right, Franklin, the team state qualifiers last year of that uh, southeast sectional. So that's a big win for Beaver Dam. Yeah, the note I had uh, just a. Uh, Crazy Pool B 
Um, so you see in the results, Merrill finished eighth, Muskego finished fifth. Merrill actually beat Muskego in the first round, and you brought up the Stone Wanna Key duel. Uh, that's the same round that Stone beat them. But uh, yep. Merrill beat Muskego it was thirty eight to thirty eight. It was on criteria, Steve. Okay. And then uh, the rest of that round, uh, Wanna Key. Uh, beat Merrill 39-33, Muskego won out, and then Stone beat Merrill 48-36. to I guess uh, real quick here, the, the team standings, but uh, Stone ended up finishing sixth, Muskego was fifth, Franklin fourth, Beaver Dam was third, had that good duel with Franklin, and then McGuanagall was second, finishing to a very good Minnesota team in uh, New Prague. I uh, I should have checked out. I want to see what uh, criteria that Muskego duel came down to. There was about a... um oh it was forfeits. Oh okay, came down okay. to Most came down forfeits, to less yeah. four. How many times has that happened this year that we've at least like saw that we've seen? I can't imagine what's been right. like that we haven't seen. No, right on. But, uh, next one up here is. The crazy clash. I think we're getting into our uh, Friday night action. Yep. But uh, looking at the crazy clash, the teams that participated in this one, um, Ryle Cambria, Friesland, Fall River, Randolph, Living Word, Lutheran, Winnebago Lutheran Academy was there, Verona area, Horicon, and Poinette. Uh, I, I don't think they all wrestled each other. So there wasn't any official standings. The closest duel with that one was a uh, Verona beat Horicon 42 to 39. And then uh, right. they beat Winnebago Lutheran Academy 42 to 36. So uh had to work for their undefeated record that night. Sure. And there's also a 40, 43 to 30 duel between Verona and living word Lutheran. Wow. So three Verona, Verona goes undefeated, but yeah, no, by no easy means, Steve. Yeah, well, it's a good tournament for them. Absolutely. Uh, now we have uh, the Burlington Demon Invitational uh, top five teams. Madison Memorial fifth with 107. Lake Country Lutheran fourth with 110 and a half. West Dallas Central third with 133. Wilmot second with 163 and a half. And Burlington was first with 236. <laughs> yeah, T, it wasn't even close. I think I counted nine champs for Burlington. That's uh. That's pretty impressive. Um, the other team is it? Um, I got LCL Lake Country Lutheran Teague nine or five finalists only had one champ, 113 pound freshman, 34, 24 and two McAllister Ramage. But uh, for them to get five champ, five guys in the finals, that's pretty good for that program. Uh, the only real weight class I was going to talk about 120 pounds Teague Gianni Rebel, Rebel Alto. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. Mm -hmm. Wilmont Union over Chase Rodriguez of Bigfoot Williams Bay, bud. I would call that 92. I'd call that an upset, wouldn't you? I would I would say so, unless like there's results that we haven't seen from Gianni that like maybe sure. we may we may have overlooked them, which happens. Yep. But regardless, uh beating Rodriguez by seven, that's a that's definitely a noteworthy win for sure. Yeah, because we're we're pretty big on Chase, and uh, you know, we talk about we we like to highlight resume builders. On this program, that's definitely a resume builder. Uh, the one I had, so I had that match brought up, but I just want to bring up heavyweight round two um, between the champion and the third place finisher. But we had uh, 
Jordan Moldenhauer of Burlington uh, had pins in round one and three, but uh, Ben Ben Lavariga, uh, we can get the correction on that. Sure. Lavariega, we'll say Lavariega for now. Okay. I'm a Bigfoot Williams Bay, a seven and five sophomore. Um, He, uh, it was 16 to 10 in favor of Moldenhauer. So 26 point match there between the big guys. And now uh, moving on to the Highlander real quick with the Highlander, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Just by- bypass this, but what's up with that, man? So it why says, do you got to rub it in? It's seven <laughs> to five. Do you want to read whose name that is? That had the seven. That, that'd be Teague. It, yep, it would be me. All right. Move. <laughs> that's uh, that's what we got for on. High, <laughs> the Highlander picks. Yeah, no. Um, uh, this one was fun between the fifth and second place teams. Oconomowoc was fifth with 296, Kimberly fourth with 300, Nina third with 312 and a half, Kiwaskum Steve just edging out Nina with 314. Yeah, and huh? then Ernie Millard talking about how this team just does well at the Highlander. It was almost not even a question by the time final started, but uh, Germantown winning it with 356 points. Right on, man. No, that's good stuff. I, you know, Kiwaskum talking about them. I, I noticed uh, over the summertime, I was following a lot on their social medias and media, and they have a good thing going. They're all three levels seem to wrestle together, and uh, um, they're posting a lot of stuff. Kiwaskum is that you know really good program that's I think ready to take that next that next level uh, that next step. So good for them. Uh, I, we saw this a lot on social media. 113 pounds. James Racer ups, upsetting Mogolski in the semis. Teague. I think that was a that was a big one. Uh, 132 pounds. If I read the box score right, this is how I had it scored. Let me quick pop to 138. Just to make sure I Aiden Crowley of Beast right over uh, Wolbert nine to eight. But Teague, take pop it up quick if you have it. I have Crowley up seven to zero after two, then nine to zero with a takedown to start the third. Uh, Quinton got a reversal, a three point near fall, and a two point re- near fall, and a penalty point for stalling. Ends up losing by one. Is that how? Is that how you scored it as well? I have, yeah, I have the final results up right now, so I'm not going to bump over. But I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. Like Wilbert came storming back in the third period. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, 152 pounds. That would look like an awesome one, Teague. I don't want to take it away, but uh, you know, another ultimate tiebreaker match with with that one between Onus and Skog is uh, it's awesome. Um, the skulls Millard, I mean, Millard closes the distance, right? Six to four, a lot of great scrambles on that one and heavyweight, uh, Tiga 28 second pin against a big, big heavyweight, uh, is impressive by Mirasola. Yeah. Against, uh, beat, uh, Wetzel by Eski, also of uh, West Bend West, uh, 150. I want to jump back to 152 quick, Steve, just in the semis, uh, Otis, uh, beat Talon shooty, a state runner up, uh, finishing lower at the Highlander than at state. Otis beat him four to two in the semis. A couple other, uh, I mean, there's a lot of matches of note, but um, finals matches. Kellen Wolbert over Ben Bast. Uh, I've read somewhere that uh, it looked a little more decisive this time. Uh, Wolbert beating Bast nine to four. If, I think I remember looking at the box score. I don't even think Wolbert gave Bast the option to like go top at any point. So. Okay. Probably a good call on the freshman's part, but nonetheless, a five point victory. Uh, that's, Pretty dominant in its own right. 145 pounds. Corbin Ramos uh, finishing ahead of Eli Rabadou and uh, beating Connor O'Donnell of South Milwaukee seven to one. 
I talked about Ramos, how, you know, why he either hasn't wrestled that state or why we haven't seen him on the big stage yet. And, uh, you know, he's just, uh, I think we're going to see him make a podium appearance this year, Steve. I don't even think that's a very like outlandish thing to say, but uh, yes, uh, you brought, you brought up 160. I still need to watch that one. 170 pounds riddle and daily with an eight to five match. I think daily kind of chipped away after uh riddle built up a pretty good lead, but uh man riddle is just, uh, he's a fun wrestler, man. Keep in mind his only two losses are to uh one named at Mirasola. Then a uh, shout out to <laughs> Dylan Soik of Kowalski getting the pin over Hunter Jibben of Oak Creek at 195 pounds. And then Steve, I'm waiting uh, yeah, two twenty. Like great tournament. Garrett Kofchinski, the freshman, 18 to five win over Eric Schroffelberger of Nina, but avenging his loss in the semis over Kimberly's uh, Blake Barry, uh, beat him a six to five. Wow. Job brings us to uh, going from the Highlander to two left. The MO conference duels. I I, I want to know what MO stands for. But uh oh uh Marinette and Oconto, I think uh, for Conto or counties. I oh believe. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Well, um, how about Coleman, man. Jeez. Yeah, the team so it was around Robin on Friday. Oh, Night of Nation, fifth stirring Gillette fourth. Crivets third. Did I say it right? <laughs> Crivets, yep, you got it. No, not Crivets. Did I say the fourth place team, right? Surring Gillette. Oh, uh Sir Gillette Surring, yep. I oh, can only right. say yeah. it the other. Yeah, I can't say it the other way. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it, growing up, it was always Jill Surin, and then they switched it to Surin Jill. It just doesn't work for me. Lena runner ups uh, second. Uh, the Coleman was first. Uh, uh, Coleman gave up three total points on this evening. Yep, um, they lost I, one match. Oh, man. Northeastern, finish it up. My, yeah, no, my brain shut down a little bit there. Oh no, no, no. Gonna, no. Uh, well, uh, let me take it away. Good, good, notable matches. Let Lena Lena beat Cribbits fifty-two to thirty. So nice job with them. And uh, moving into our last one for the evening, Teague, the Northeastern Conference Championship, formerly the Olympian Conference. Some good matches here. Great teams. Why don't you tell us what you got? All right, the duels that I have down for that one: uh, Freedom beat Denmark forty-two to thirty-one. Denmark beat Wrightstown at thirty-five to thirty-two. O'Connell Falls beat Marinette 42 to 36. And then uh, Luxembourg Casco defeated Freedom 47 to 29. I just got to say on that note, I love talking to Matt verbatim about like dual results and like just how his team wrestled. I think he could go into a tournament and none of his guys could win and we get like a positive message about it. Like it's just, <laughs> it's awesome. Like getting his recap on stuff. But, yeah, I, well, I was looking at the box score between Luxembourg and Freedom and the first uh, you know, the score kind of was close if you look at that, but Luxembourg won the first six matches and was up 34 to nothing. So that was kind of a backbreaker in that one. Uh, just about the Denmark Wrightstone score, 35 to 32. It came down to heavyweight, which makes it, makes it exciting always, T. We just saw that with the Badgers in Iowa last night. But uh, Gustafson from Wrightstone was up three to nothing in the first period when uh, David Cervantes of Denmark got the reversal and got the fall and gave Denmark, the Vikings, the big victory. Fun, fun night at the Northeastern Conference duels. I uh, I asked Justin Lancaster on Saturday if he had any FOMO missing missing out on that this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gave a he gave a funny response as always, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's the action we got this week, Steve. 
great recap. Nice job. That's uh, yeah, that's that's what we got. One fifteen. So we're we're starting to make good time on these, not the hour and a half marathons that we put out for a couple of weeks. But you know, we hope we hope folks are still listening throughout. But yeah, um, uh, plan wise, uh, guess guess don't know what's going on Saturday. Uh, another another little bye week for me. I did have predetermined plans. So um, I won't be out and about this weekend on Saturday, but Steve, you got anything going on? Yeah. When I don't know about this weekend yet, but Wednesday night, I will be in Franklin doing the famous Franklin Oak Creek match. We'll get that out on our social media. So you guys can, uh, you guys can listen in. I'm excited to get down there and, and broadcast that one. Good stuff. Well, folks, whether you're uh, tuning in on a stream or uh, listening to a podcast, uh, or you see us somewhere, we will uh, catch you on the flip side. 